New year. New year. And we're on episode 14 today. 14. It's crazy we've been doing this. February will be two years. Oh, wow. I Dang. know. Valentine's Day. That's our Ooh. podcast anniversary. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. about that. Yeah. 14. And we are still still reading comics and loving them, <laughs> if you can believe it. <laughs> uh, yeah. What did uh, you do for the holidays? Um, I chilled immensely yeah um had some had a great little christmas breakfast uh skyped with the family open mm-hmm. presents um and then i've had a very very relaxed uh, new year's uh went to bed very early so heard none of the shenanigans <laughs> at midnight so that was very nice you know very very chill um how about nice. you um not i would say it was it would have it's like half chill half not it was like half okay. and half okay. um when you say not chill do you mean like like busy just you yeah. know okay you know me um my cousin came up to visit which was really fun and so just hung out with her a lot and then um did you know stuff with friends uh and yeah but nothing too crazy. Honestly, the weather here made mm. it hard to do too much because we had that crazy ice storm. Yeah, it was it was nuts for a so, while. Yeah, so yeah, it's pretty half and half. Uh, yeah, and been reading comic books through the whole thing. But yeah, we haven't recorded since October. I, I feel like yeah. the holidays went by really fast because I was like, oh, let's do one for November because like November is Native American Heritage mm-hmm. Month. Mm-hmm. And then all, all of a sudden it's January. And I was like... <laughs> Yeah, we were, oh, wait. <laughs> we we're going to try and do like, oh, let's maybe at least try and do one before the end of the year and cover mm-hmm. some stuff. So I was like, nope, not quite. Didn't... Oh, it's the second already. What? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. End of the year is a, is a real, real downhill uh, slide at the end of the roller coaster. Mm-hmm. But yeah. We made it. But, you know, that just means that we have a lot to talk about today. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Um,. Anything, uh, anything you want to highlight? Uh, I know November. Yeah, you said Native American Heritage Month. We were, yeah, hoping to maybe read some of these. But I know I was. I wanted to go. I would love to do an episode in the future more in, in detail. But um, we'll just do like a brief overview. So there are graphic novels by indigenous creators. I feel like they are hard to order because when I did, I did try to order some for the store that we work at and a lot of them are out of print or like just unavailable. Um, but here yeah. I have, did make a list of a couple that are available to order that are very good. Um, so the first one is called strange lands. I don't know if you've heard of that one. That one's a little bit more popular. Yeah. Yeah, it's about an Apache superhero, and that's by Dr. Darcy Little, uh, Dr. Darcy Little Badger, and she is a writer. She's written right like like prose uh, books as well, but then she's she wrote Strangelands, um, the graphic novel. Mm-hmm. Uh, another one I really like. It's called If I Go Missing, um, and that is by Brianna Johnny, and that is actually she was a fourteen year old girl. She's um, an indigenous girl from Canada, and she wrote that it's a letter it's a graphic novel adaptation of a letter that she wrote to the mayor of the town that she was living in regarding the crisis of like missing indigenous women and girls in canada and so uh neil shanakapo uh is an indigenous artist who uh turned it into like a graphic novel okay interesting Mm -hmm. wow yeah it's very good um, and then there's uh, 500 Years of Indigenous Resistance, which is kind of like an indie. It's kind of almost like a pulpy type book. It's like like okay. kind of oversized. It's very cool. I don't know if you saw it at the shop, but I was able to get a couple. That's by Gord Hill. Uh, Rabbit Chase is a really cute little all-ages book. It's kind of got like Alice in Wonderland vibes. Um, and the main character is non-binary. So that's a very oh, cute yeah. one. And then, nice. you know, of course... Um, marvel put out their marvel voices like indigenous uh book so yeah so just a brief and there's a lot more but that's just a you know a couple that i wanted to highlight yeah um not a comic but there's also a a very cool rpg called coyote and crow oh yeah that is uh 
all all uh indigenous creators and very mm-hmm. focused on on a more on a less colonialist angle to RPGs, uh, which I appreciate. Yeah, um, totally. If you're into that at all, but yeah, and yeah, so that's a that's a what we would have covered in November. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and then uh, let's see, anything else going on in the industry? What do we have? Um, yeah, there's a handful. Uh, you know, companies going bankrupt. Oh, uh, yeah, aftershock. Like yeah. Which I'm not uh. super up to date on. I just know they weren't paying people. They uh, still haven't paid people. Still, st- and still aren't paying. They their, have, there's their a workers. shit ton of people they have not paid. There's a huge list, and they, like yeah. Twitter is exploding. Yeah, aftershock. It's an indie publisher, and they just declared bankruptcy. It's like what a week ago, something mm. like that. Two weeks that ago. Right. Um, yeah, and they owe a lot of creators a lot of money. So yeah. Um, I Big think this yikes. is, it's been going on a bit longer, but uh, Action Lab was another publisher that was uh, infamous, uh, well, recently faced a, a class action lawsuit for not paying their creators. Uh, yeah. And not only that, they, uh, uh, Princeless, which was one of the books they were putting out that was very mm-hmm. popular. Um, oh yeah, I know that one. It's like an all ages book, right? Yeah. Um, they published in previews which is like the the catalog for pre-ordering new comics uh, every month mm-hmm. they had published in there a free comic book day issue of the start of a new princeless volume uh that has apparently like been written but like the creators were like not planning to publish while this was all going on right and have no intention of publishing <laughs> and it's like so they had to come out and make a whole statement it's like princeless is not coming back uh because we still haven't been paid and all this other stuff <laughs> yeah this, this lawsuit is ongoing still it's like wow okay um mm. great um so yeah comic comic publishers continue to publish comics uh, as they do <laughs> comic book publishers continue to be shitty what can we say yeah yep we love comics though so we do we do so i'll just um, suffer through it Silver. But that's also why, like we always say, it's important to support the creators any way you can. Yep. Web comics are up and coming a lot more, I've noticed. Like, I mean, everyone, mm-hmm. web comics have always been popular, but I feel like just in this last year, that's one thing I'll notice for 2022, I felt like there was a big increase in people reading web comics. Yeah, web webtoon has really exploded mm-hmm. uh, in popularity, too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, you know, find, find those creators get their stuff directly if you can or from from local shops that are mm-hmm. cool um you know support their their patreons and, and kofis and all that um mm-hmm. and and yeah you sh- you'll be just fine <laughs> I, <laughs> I bet yeah um, Woo. what uh what, what else is going on you you've been watching anything lately it's it's since we last talked i can't even remember what we talked about mm-hmm. last time i can't even remember i know that was in October, so I was probably watching something spooky. Um, I have not been watching too much. I um, finished up school, so I was very busy with school. And, you know, I'm not I'm not a big TV watcher. I get I get okay. distracted, okay. you know. Yeah. But I did watch Kindred, which just came out. Um, oh. I don't know if you've heard of that. It's no. a it's a book from like the 70s by Octavia Butler. Oh, okay. Um, it's very good. And then there is a graphic novel adaptation of the book. And then the TV show just came out. So I did watch that. That's very nice. good. Um, I watched Black Panther, which was what, like a month ago? Uh, the the new one. Correct? Yeah, the movie. Yes. I still haven't seen that. I need. Is that is that on Disney Plus yet? I don't know. I don't think so. Well, as soon as it is, I'll, I'll probably watch it there. Yeah. But. Um, but that was really good. I liked it. Although it was, it was sad that like the actress who plays Shuri, that she's like an anti-vaxxer. Yeah, so that sucks. It's kind of yikes. Yeah, um, and then there was the the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. I don't know if you watched that at all. I did not. I've been pretty checked out of the MCU for a while, and and kind of yeah. just uh, enjoying that. But but I've heard good things about this <laughs> this holiday special. Um, I enjoyed it. You know, it kind of like Chris Pratt. You know, he's like it's kind of. Um, 
it's weird now watching stuff with him because I used to love yeah. him so much. And, like, I loved yeah. the first Guardians of the Galaxy. And it's like, I love his character. I love Star-Lord so much. But and the, it was a very good little cute holiday special. Kevin Bacon is in it. It was very funny. Oh. Um, but, yeah, I'm just like, I'm like, oh, Chris Pratt. Yeah, yeah. If uh, if everything else wasn't enough, uh, the, the Mario movie where he's voicing Mario oh my God. has says firmly pushed me over the hey, edge I'm Mario. not anything to do with this guy yeah. anymore. Can we just move on, <laughs> yeah. please? Oh, my gosh. Um, <sighs> And then Wednesday. I don't know. Did you watch Wednesday at all? Not yet. Uh, But I, I heard um, Gwendolyn Christie is in it, so I do need to see it. Gwendolyn Christie um, did a fantastic job. I think the actors did a great job. I... Uh, have a controversial opinion. I did not really care for the show. Oh yeah, I mean, I I've, I've, yeah, I've been hearing sorry. mostly uh, positive things about it, but I have heard some vocal people bring up some some pretty big sticking points. There's about a it. there's a lot of big sticking points. I, I, maybe we'll wait until you watch it and we can talk about it. But basically, I, I thought that the actors all did a fantastic job with what they were given. Like I will say mm-hmm. that. Like I don't have any qualms with any of the actors. I think they did a fantastic job. Um, but I thought it was predictable. I thought that, um, I didn't like that there was like a love triangle. I thought that was unnecessary. Mm. Um, I didn't like the weird, like, blondes are quirky and colorful and silly <laughs> and the the brunette is dark and mysterious and it just seemed so tropey and I was mm. just like, it was just, eh. Yeah, and there's there's a couple of things like also there's only and it's Tim Burton and Tim Burton is pretty has been very vocal about not casting black people, mm. and there were only two black people in the show and they both started out as like antagonists, yeah, so I, it's kind of like uh. I did see like a screenshot or that one clip with with that the principal uh, getting called out by one of the women and it was very cringy uh racist yeah. kind of yeah so but, yeah. i don't know i mean it was it's fun a little quirky show but also mm-hmm. like wednesday adams i feel like is such a cool character and she's always been very like unique and different and with like christina ritchie did her in the 90s it was like it, you know so her whole thing is that she's different and goes against the norm and all of that but wednesday has never been like mean like i think she's a little misunderstood and i think she is um fair like i think that she treats people the way that they treat others Mm -hmm. but in in this one she just seemed kind of mean like she was being like like there are people who are being like her roommate was being nice to her like there are people being nice to her and she was being mean to them Mm. and like using them and like lying to them and then of course you know she learns from mistakes and there's redemption and stuff it just didn't Uh really feel like the wednesday that i'm used to seeing it just felt yeah anyway i'm already talking about it too much but yeah (laughs) the acting was very good but sorry i didn't like the show whoops sorry yeah sorry you know not for everybody and that's okay yeah um what about you are you watching anything um i did watch uh the glass onion recently oh Um, i heard that was good i i loved it have you seen the 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 first the knives out i haven't but my friends were telling me that glass onion was really good and that i need to watch both the movies yeah they're 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 both really good i I do think knives out is still a little bit better but um if you watch that you'll want to watch glass onion too i'm I'm sure but yeah very very good i i reactivated my netflix after like Ooh, yeah. Maybe three or four years, uh, which <laughs> apparently is too long that it does not have my old accounts saved at all. I had oh. to, it just deleted my old Netflix accounts. Well, so. new year, new Netflix account. I was kind of hoping to still have some like watch history saved on there, uh, mm-hmm. but I guess all the stuff I used to watch probably isn't on there anymore anyway. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. They're but always refreshing it. Also, yeah, I've been, been keenly reminded of how much I hate Netflix as a from a UI standpoint, um, oh. Hulu is just, like so much better. I, like, yeah. I, I can turn off the 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 autoplay at the end of the show, and I can turn. I don't on Hulu, and I don't have to worry about all the autoplaying trailers. Like whenever I open up Netflix, I'm trying to just get to what I want to watch as fast as I can before it starts autoplaying something at me, and I can't mm-hmm. turn that off because Netflix is awful. Anyway, yeah. 
Um, yeah, you hate Netflix. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, I, I signed up. <laughs> I got I got the, the emails right after another. It's like, welcome back to Netflix. And then sorry to see you go. I'm like, yep. I'll one month is is all I need to to rent Glass Onion. Uh, <laughs> Well, if you just wanted to watch the one movie, you could just come over to my place and watch it. Uh, that's true. I should have thought of that. Yeah. Um, I was looking for like ways to rent it, but then I was like, well, I guess the way to rent Glass Onion is to get a month of Netflix. So. No, no, you're always yeah. If you ever want to like watch something um, that you like on Netflix, you have just let me know and you can come over and we can watch it. Thanks. Yeah. Um, it it worked out. There's other stuff I wanted to check out on Netflix anyway, but okay. Yeah, that's how I feel about HBO. Oh, I think it's HBO. Mm. I really want to watch Our Flag Means Death, yes. the gay pirate show. I want to watch that so, so freaking bad, but I don't want to get HBO just for the one show. Right, right. I already pay for Netflix and Hulu. Yeah. Like, I have Disney. I'm on a friend's Disney Plus, so I don't have to worry about that, but like, I can't pay for a third streaming service. Oh, yeah, it's, it's, it's hard. Yeah, I, I can't do much more than where i'm at already um, yeah. and apparently netflix is going to be shutting down their their password shedding sharing oh, uh geez. next year pretty this year pretty hard um Lame. so that's stupid do um, you have hbo not right now no oh, okay. um but if one of us gets it we should share it with the other yeah say i'll get Nef- i'll keep my netflix you get hbo mm, yeah and then we'll share <laughs> that's the way to do it yeah um Anyway, uh, Glass Onion was great. Uh, I watched uh, The Bear on Hulu. That was really good. Oh, I heard um, that's good, yeah. I like that a lot. Um, obviously, Andor, which I think I talked about the last episode still, <laughs> but the it, it wrapped up and was, was a really good, solid season. Best mm-hmm. Star Wars I've ever seen, probably. Um, yeah, I, I've been playing a lot of Midnight Suns, which is the, the new Marvel video game that came out like oh, last yeah. month uh, mm-hmm. or end of November. Um that one's really fun, kind of a mass performance-wise, but I, I, I was really pleasantly surprised by, by how good, and like, like decent, like the writing is for a, a comic book-based video game. Like, mm-hmm. it's it's at least as good as any of like the superhero comics coming out right now, and even that's uh, was was a surprise. So yeah, nice. very 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 fun game. Um, yeah. Anyway, that's that's mostly what my eyes have been absorbing the last couple months. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, should we uh, should we talk about some books? Uh, yeah, let's talk about some books. Let's yeah. see. What do we have this month for everybody? We got a um, lot. We got a lot. Yeah, we're going to go over a lot. Uh, we're going to cover a couple books, and at the end, we are going to go over some additional single issue stuff that's been coming out like we usually do. And then we also are going to do our rapid fire end of the year picks. I know last year we did a whole bonus episode mm. for end of the year, but we just don't really have time to do that this year. So yeah. we're going to, we are going to put that though still at the end of the episode. Some there. Yeah. All um, right. So let's, uh, do you want to talk about mine first? Yeah. Let, let's, let's get uh Bolero out of the way. Out of the way. All right. <laughs> yeah. So it's my pick is <laughs> a big one. My pick this month for everyone it's called bolero the writer is wyatt kennedy artist is luana vescio and then unfortunately the letters are done by brandon graham Uh. um and it's published by image it was it came out this year so yeah let's talk about that because brayden only just informed me of this about uh 20 minutes before we started recording so (laughs) yeah so I'm, I'm glad I did that and not did, didn't like ambush you in the middle of yeah, this. Yeah, no. And I will say, Brandon Graham, his name is not on the front, so I did not yeah. even realize that he. And I will say, like, I didn't realize yeah until like until uh, I literally through. was writing the script up because it's like I don't always look at who did the letters and the colors. Like I'll usually like yeah. will like see because the writer and the artist are like the two big names. They're the ones on the front of the books usually. Um, so I didn't, when I was typing up their, our script for the episode and I saw, I was like, oh, who, did anyone do letters and colors? And his letters were Brandon Graham. And yeah. 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 He's a, he was a, he is a, a comic artist, uh, cartoonist who was accused of victimizing some uh, trans women like a few, more than a few years, like almost like five years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, when people called him out about it, he got very defensive, and he posted this like diss comic to about all his like haters that was kind of vaguely racist and really uh, shitty. <laughs> and yeah, yeah it, it was it was a real 
real quick downward spiral spiral for him uh in the in a lot of like especially like the queer comics community um and yeah he's just kind of a kind of a shitty dude um i used to like his work a lot um i i was a big fan of like his profit and some other stuff but uh not not anymore yeah uh, yeah and it's ironic because this this comic is so queer and it's not like fetishy queer like it's a very Mm -hmm. like the book is really good and it's yeah so i was like really surprised that he it seems like he kind of just snuck back into comics because yeah. that was a couple of years ago, the stuff you're talking about, right? Yeah, and then, a few years ago, yeah. And then he's like kind of, because and then this book just came out this year. Yeah. So it's like this way that the publishers, I feel like a lot of the time, unless there's like a really huge uproar or like, um, you know, something like, or like so, something that sticks more, like for instance, um, like, like like Warren like, Ellis, right? Like they, like Image dumped Warren Ellis pretty well, not pretty quick, but they they did dump him. No, but eventually. then they tried to get him back too. Yeah, they remember they they sne- they tried to sneak him back in, but more people he's a bit of a bigger name, and more people mm. noticed, and then they kicked yeah. him out again. So it's You're like right. it's really frustrating that Image, especially. Um, doesn't really like they. I feel like they seem they try to act like they care, but it's such a boys club there still yeah, like and they and don't care brandon's definitely pretty embedded there and obviously has a lot of sway on like stuff that's like getting published and things like that and it's just yeah they they try to act like oh we're, we're like we just print the stuff like we we try yeah. to stay neutral on it and it's like you can't that's not how it works <laughs> like no and it's 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 very frustrating because like you said it's, it's like he it's one thing to make mistakes and then atone for them, and it's another thing to make mistakes and then double down and be a piece of shit. Yeah. So it, to the point the that thing. you're hiring lawyers and sending cease and desists to to news sites reporting on your yeah. behavior. Yeah. Get a grip. Like, okay. Yeah. Just um, wild, wild shit. Yeah. So that so that is the kind of the sad news about my pick and yeah, the, the thing hanging is, over it unfortunately well, and it's really frustrating because i have a problem sometimes remembering names i will say that like yeah. i i literally i have diagnosed adhd i have a hard time remembering certain things you've probably told me about brandon graham before and i probably forgot about it um and because there's... he's not somebody that i regularly like know or read or like you know what I mean? Yeah. So, and then I also didn't, yeah, and I, I usually, um, I usually will, uh, not, the, what's the word I'm like, not investigate, um, uh, research. I will usually yeah. research the artist and writer, like, before I pick books. Mm-hmm. And so I did with these two, and they, like, seem fine, but I usually don't, I don't usually research the letterers and the colorists. And that's right. another thing is where I feel like they kind of, they just, they kind of sneak these people into places <laughs> where I literally work in the comic book industry and like didn't notice. And so that's like also frustrating because there's like people who know even less than I know who mm. come into shops and who buy stuff and are unwitting, like unknowingly like supporting these creators. Right. Um, yeah, it's, it's a mess. And yeah, like, like you said, forgetting it, names like that is easy because uh there's a lot of names like that in the comics industry unfortunately Mm -hmm. um and it's yeah it's 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 sad like there's like there's so many names i see every single day going to work (laughs) you know it's like Mm -hmm. i can't remember all of them yeah yeah (laughs) so it's it's like and then people look to us you know to make sure that we are giving people reputable you know people and yeah, so it's just, it's frustrating. So yeah, sorry. And yeah, <laughs> and it's like dropped the ball on this one. I know the creators like, obviously they respect Brandon to a degree. Like they they had him letter their book. Um, and mm-hmm. just reading some like the back material in the book, like it sounds like he's a pretty important person to them. To 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 the writer in particular talked about him really helping him through some tough times and stuff. And it's like, I. I appreciate that for you. Like, I'm glad, you know, he could be a good person for you in that, in that respect, but that, uh, you know, it's the people can be good and bad. Yeah, exactly. I, 
Mm-hmm. I I'm, I'm glad I'm glad that was he was good for you, but I absolutely don't don't recommend supporting his work. Yeah. So. Well, and then uh, Luana Vecchio, the artist, she had a little snippet in the back too, where she's like, "Oh, thank you to Wyatt and thank you to Brandon," and it makes you wonder like how true some of that stuff is. You know, it's like <laughs> and and honestly, I. I, I mean, I don't mean about him. I mean yeah. about like her saying that, like if she means it or not, you know, because well, it's like, that's a, I, that's a bold claim, but yeah, huh? I, well, get what you're, no, I get where I mean, you're coming from. I, I, yeah. No, I, I don't mean like making excuses and stuff, but I just mean like talking about getting work in the comic book industry as like a woman mm. or as like a queer creator is so difficult. And yeah. so it's like, do these people, like, I wonder if like, Oh, do they, does she really support him? Or is she saying that to like, you know, because she has to. Because right. it's like I don't know. It's just I, I do recall Brandon like making claims about how he like you know helped women and stuff like get their careers going and stuff like that. And it's yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's... So so you you can see just 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 this one person has such a overshadowing presence on on an otherwise interesting looking book that mm-hmm. it's it's we we can't even talk about the book without spending 15 minutes talking about it <laughs> <laughs> yeah seriously i know and so yeah so it's just really it's really frustrating i guess my point is just to see like that it that is so ingrained in parts of the industry that it's like it seems impossible to escape you know mm-hmm. and it's really really frustrating yeah. so yeah because it's like i don't know it's like for me it's like i wouldn't want to work with someone like that Mm-hmm. So and that's why like, I think we're trying to like make these spaces for people, and there's other publishers who are trying to make those spaces for people, and like women write about comics, who's like a blog who does that kind of stuff. So it's like, I don't know, it's just it's messy mm-hmm. and bad. Um, yeah, but should we talk about the the book though yeah I guess, we'll also... just, I guess we'll just talk about the book a little bit too. yeah <laughs> like 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 all this it's also kind of kind of a messy messy and weird one yeah so um the main character is devin dagger dagny mouthful um her nickname is dagger uh and her ex-girlfriend is natasha and so basically it is a book about being sad about a breakup you know she and natasha broke up um and she meets this guy and he's like oh if you want to forget your life here's this key and so she takes this key and she goes to this random place and it's called an anti-door and Mm -hmm. she like steps into like this kind of space place um and there's a cat there like but it's a weird looking cat yeah it is a a weird cat yeah but like in a definitely a a cute way but yeah and its name is Cat Graw, even though it looks like cat grass, so it's C or Cap Grass, C A P G R A S. But he's like, but it's pronounced Cap Graw. And he tells her that she can uh, live her life as um, herself in different dimensions. Multiverse. Multiverse. Y'all hear about the multiverse? The multiverse, yeah. Um. So, yeah, so there's, like, this, it's called the anti-door, and she can go through it only 53 times. It's mm-hmm. a very specific number. Yeah. And so, basically, the book is kind of just about her going through all these different dimensions and, like, live. It's kind of nonlinear. It's, like, her living is, like, you know, different versions of herself trying to get back together with Natasha, trying to, like, find love. You know, there's also this kind of under, uh, like, under theme of, like, um, her relationship with her mom. Yeah. Um, it's very existential, very long and very weird. disjointed. Yeah. I, f- I feel like the the actual, like, dimension hopping stuff doesn't take up a whole lot of space. Like, it feels like the, all, the, all the stuff on either end of it was a lot more... There was just, like, a lot more going on. It's just, mm-hmm. I don't know. It, it was interesting. Like, the multiverse stuff is, is there, obviously, and and a, a pivotal point, but it was, definitely wasn't, like, the major plot point of the book. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I don't, I don't know, I don't want to talk about it too much, because now I'm all jaded. <laughs> but. Yeah. Um, it was, uh, yeah, it was definitely an interesting, 
interesting read. Um, like like I said, I, I do appreciate kind of a a disjointed narrative like that, where it's like it's kind of hard to tell. Like, wait, which reality am I in right now? And like, mm-hmm. when is this taking place? But like at the core of it, like the characters are all very much the same, and so you, I could, you can always follow those kind of through lines, which felt kind of like a, an interesting little anchor point. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I. I don't know, I, I maybe didn't relate to it as much as some other people might, because I haven't had uh, that much experience with, with relationships like that. Um, mm-hmm. I do, uh, I've been trying hard lately to uh, look at things more non-monogamously, more, mm-hmm. more a little more poly, uh, because it's very, uh, very accepted. I feel like especially in America that mm-hmm. like, you know, monogamy is like the the natural state and I've been trying trying to shake my brain from that thinking. Mm-hmm. And and so it made it stand out a little more. Uh, there's there's a moment I don't I don't can't remember if we mentioned spoilers, but spoilers, oh, yeah. spoilers. For, for this book <laughs> and probably the other anything else we'll talk about to some extent, but mainly for this one. Um uh Devin sleeps with her best friend Amina. Um, and yeah, yeah, and they, they, they cheats on her. And this isn't to say that I like contone cheating, like, especially like if you're in a committed relationship where you're explicitly wanting to be with just the other person and no one else, then yeah, cheating obviously is, uh, very bad. But the, the idea that having a drunken fling with your best friend just, and just like destroys all the all of the relationships involved was just a little absurd to me <laughs> like mm. like he like they broke up like amina like was 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 pissed at her and it's like whoa like yeah. you're so you're so caught up on being in love with one person and one person only like this this can't just be like just you you can fuck your best friend and not have it you know mm-hmm. shatter at your entire life so yeah I, well the main character dagger she is she seems like she would be non-monogamous like she's like it she's very wild (laughs) especially by the time she starts you know hopping multiverses and yeah fucking whoever yeah (laughs) yeah yeah it's uh it was weird it was wild um a little uncomfortable at times um and not not just because of Brandon Graham, but like in, in in more interesting ways, I think. Yeah, it's a it's an explicit book. I will throw that out yeah. there too. There's nudity in it. Yeah, totally. Yeah, um, um, and I think the main part of it is that it's kind of like you can't run away from your problems. Is kind of the main idea of it because right in the end, you know, she she accepts herself more because right. she's a very non kind of non likable kind of flawed main character she's kind of a piece of shit a lot of the time <laughs> yeah and i like her though like you know she mm-hmm. learns from it and she grows from it and you know i think that's kind of part of it is that it's like when you have like mental health stuff and you have addiction issues and you have fucking mom and dad issues it's like you're not out like when you're early 20s like you're not gonna be a great person right away right <laughs> you know? no one is like, no yeah. one is so it's like about like kind of um understanding those parts of yourself and like accepting them um and like doing something about it as opposed to just like running away from it and trying to find like avoid those things by finding somebody else yeah or inhabiting other yous in different universes right yeah which yeah that that could be helpful to give bring you some perspective maybe but isn't a you know end all solution for Mm -hmm. for that kind of thing yeah um yeah yeah it's cool and then Um, art is very cool and trippy it's good very beautiful art i do like luana art (laughs) yeah she has some sexy art like she um, I don't, she has one out right now. It's called Lovesick. I'm not a mm. huge fan of it because it's too gross for me. Yeah. Like, she's very, like, this is tame for her. Mm-hmm. Like, her stuff is usually very, like, um, violent and, like, in a, like, sexy, like, erotica type stuff. Yeah. Um, and she's a very talented artist, but that's not really my vibe. So, sure, but she sure. does, she does a great job in this one, I think. Yeah. 
is yeah very very sexy and like sexual without being super smutty which is like not to say mm. that i have a problem with smut like you know it doesn't go seem off, very but... like it i it doesn't feel like male gazy to me yeah. you know like it it just seems like very natural like the way that humans are yeah yeah so um one last thing that kind of kind of bugged me a little bit um the uh when Devin is narrating at at the at the beginning and she introduces uh her on again off again girlfriend Natasha mm-hmm. and she, I think the the she said something like her name was like Natasha like I didn't ask her her dead name and it's like I th- I think they're like you know well intentioned like trying to introduce yeah, yes this is this is a trans character mm-hmm. and I appreciate that but also like why why would you why would you ever even like entertain the thought of asking a trans person their dead name like mm, yeah like that feels like it could be unspoken especially because like I, I could see it as a way to like identify like yes this person is trans but also like there's so much sex and nudity in this book like there's there's plenty of opportunities to introduce yeah, that natasha like, is trans that's like, a good point because i feel like they didn't need to add that like maybe yeah like kind of well-intentioned but like that's unnecessary because like then later you see like her naked body <laughs> so mm-hmm. you sure do yeah and it's uh it's it's not that big of a deal it's maybe just something i'm a little more keenly aware of these days uh mm-hmm. and I, I think it was probably well-intentioned but um yeah dead yeah. dead naming um don't even think about not it not a fan don't even <laughs> so, don't even think about it not even once <laughs> not even once oh uh, my gosh yeah um but yeah it was it was a it was a cool read it was an interesting read like it was a it was a long book but i i was definitely wanted to wanted to get through it very emotional and very unique i felt like it was very unique very much a much a roller coaster of emotions i felt like very much so and i just it was all over the place and i just absolutely loved all the bouncing around and Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so I did see, I read a few reviews on it, and it was very split. Like, people were either really didn't like it, or they really liked it. And one of the reviews I read said, if you get it, you get it. And I think that's just kind of, like, the vibe of it. Yeah. I so. mean, I feel like that's that could be the quintessential review of anything. <laughs> like That's true. You know, if you don't like it, you didn't get it. It wasn't for you. Yeah. And if you do, then you do. And yeah. that's good. But, you know, reviews are, are a whole other thing. Yeah. So, Yeah. <sighs> Bolero. Bolero. <laughs> Your problematic fave. Sorry. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know. And it just, it sucks because, yeah, I really, mostly I really like the art. I think Luana Vesio did a really good job. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, yeah. We'll see. We'll see what happens with her, I guess. We'll see if, uh, she's fairly new, I think. Isn't yeah. she in the comic book world? So um, we'll yeah, keep, I, I wasn't uh, so familiar. Yeah, we'll keep an eye on her and see if she continues to work with problematic people or not. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. so. And see what her vibe is there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that that was your your main pick. Um, I didn't have uh, a super like major pick for us to really dig into, but I did. I mean, I other other ever afters by Melanie Gilman. would be the one if i had one but there's honestly not a ton to dig into like it's a a bunch of short stories and each of those short stories is like a fairy tale style length so there's not a lot of you know real plot and character work to to dig into but i did want to make sure i shouted out because it was very good i've been meaning to read it forever and i finally got to it uh last month um and i got you you to read a little bit of it um but Mm -hmm, i did yeah, it's. I um, love Melanie Gilman. Yeah, they are so good, and their their color pencil work is always amazing. Yes. Um, I I don't have the book in front of me. I, I think they mentioned like exactly what kind of like pencils they Ooh, used. Um, I and, have like, it in on the opening me. page. I'll um, look. You keep talking. I'll look. Yeah, um, but the the premise is that it's just like, um, they're all fairy tales that feature primarily like uh queer protagonists mm-hmm. um in, in some way or and it's just kind of a nice way to get those like kind of classic stories with more nuanced takes and and characters than than the mm-hmm. original you know 
damsels in distress being saved by you know knights in shining armor and all yeah. that stuff. Um, and Melanie Gilman is the uh, creator of one of the first books we covered as the mm-hmm. crow flies. Yeah. Um, so. so long been one of my faves ever since they were writing the Steven Universe comics uh, for, yeah. for Boom a while back. Um, Boom sucks, by the way. Uh, but <laughs> there's some great comics there. We don't like any publishers. Nope. Um, Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome uh, to comic books. Silver Sprocket is great. Get Silver Sprocket. Okay, we so. do like Silver Sprocket. Okay, yes. there are a few we like. Yeah. There are a few we like. There's Sorry, cool I just got. I'm still emotional. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, the the book was really really good. Um, all all the stories. Um, I, I feel I think most of them were based on or just straight up twenty uh, four hour comic days uh, that that Melanie had had done. Mm-hmm. Um, and and reprinted for for this book, um, so I remember I remember seeing a couple of these as as they were coming out like hour by hour on on that day, and it was that was a really fun way to read a comic. Um, and mm-hmm. was, so yeah, it was cool to see them all collected here. Yeah. Um, there's and a they're, they're really cute. It's like basically mm-hmm. like a little book you could grab and like read to your kid before bedtime. Yeah, and they're not super like, you know dumbed down for kids and, mm-hmm. and super like safe like the first big story like has a pretty brutal like violent p- possibly death in it with the 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 guard who who the ranger like who's guarding the king's forest uh, mm-hmm. who meets uh meets this friend who she's immediately obviously crushing on who is eating the king's mushrooms because they they help her stay healthy and yeah, that that I really love that that first story and mm-hmm. and the last page where, um, she she removes the monster from from the forest who is in fact the king. Um, it's yeah Wah-wah. very very sweet and tragic and and good and yeah just yeah really fun. There's another one that's like pretty, you know, explicitly without saying any of it explicitly about like being trans and and like changing your name and Mm -hmm. how that can be a really rewarding but harrowing experience at the same time um yeah but so i have um on the front it says this book was drawn with polychromos colored pencils on bristol board and hand lettered with microns polychromos i'm gonna have to know what any of that means because i'm not an artist but it sounds very cool Okay, yeah, I think it's just like a brand of of colored pencils, um, but well, it looks I, I, beautiful. Yeah, it looks it looks gorgeous, and it works really well, I think, for for the type of stories um, that they're that they're writing. Yeah, um, it's like this, and it's like very, um, yeah, it's very fitting exactly for the type of stories because it feels very fairy tale esque, mm-hmm. like it's like the pastels and just like the softness of it, and yeah, I'm looking through it yeah, right now. It's so, great, so pretty, and it, it's cool to see, you know queer characters in that setting because like like i said like mm-hmm. fairy tales so often are, i feel like are, are trapped by heteronormativity and, oh, and, yeah. and gender norms and all that and yeah so it's, it's fun to inhabit that space with, well, the, with the fresh lens well the thing is to have it openly like that because i think a mm-hmm. lot of older stories and fairy tale stories are queer coded a lot of the time but yeah. they just can't they couldn't have been like the little mermaid you know mm. do you know the story with the little mermaid i don't uh, so the original original creator of the story, The Little Mermaid, was a gay man. And oh. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. I'm sorry. But he... I'll look it up. Oh, you know what? His name was Edward Cullen, I think. Or maybe that was his lover. Because I remember it was like, had to do something... So one of them had the name of the vampire from Twilight. But anyway... <laughs> Hans Christian Andersen? Is that it? I don't know. You're looking it up. You'll figure it out. You're the... Yeah, you're Hans the... Christian Andersen. <laughs> yes. And Roger Allers, maybe? Yes, and so uh, he was a gay man, and so he was in love with uh, Edward Cullen, and he wrote The Little Mermaid as basically a way of saying like the, how he wished um, that he could be in a relationship with him. So it's like mm. it's not you know being under the sea and having legs and all of that. It's like uh, being from two different worlds, you know. Yeah, and the the whole not not being able to speak thing really mm-hmm. really has a whole other layer there yeah. yeah okay so yeah so i think a lot of times fairy tales are queer coded um but it's, so it's nice to see ones that aren't tragic all the time and yeah. ones that yeah. are like openly like that right um and that are very right. sweet and 
uh, cute. So. Yeah. So yeah, it was it was it was a really really good read, really really super quick read, and it's a good one to have and you know share. Um, so I appreciate that. Highly highly recommend picking that up. Um. But yeah, similarly, uh, I also read Princess Night by mm-hmm. uh, Osamu Tezuka, who is kind of known as like the the father of manga and like one of the pioneering like animation uh, creators. He uh, made Astro Boy, um, okay. which a lot of people might be familiar with. Um, Wait, Princess Night is that the one with like the pink and blue cover? Yes. That, okay, that really I've been big book. Wanting to read that, it looks so pretty. It was yeah, it was really fun. Um, it was it was despite how being how big it was, it was a pretty quick read. And similar to Bolero, kind of, it was a bit of a roller coaster of emotions. <laughs> uh, Princess Knight really uh, really goes through it in that one, and it's uh, it was put out in like I think it was like made in like 1963, so it's like very old. But uh, similar to either Ever Afters, is really challenging kind of uh, gender norms for the time for sure. Uh, well, not quite as subversive as I might have hoped, but, you know, 1963, you uh, <laughs> can only do so much. Uh, but, yeah, she, uh, the the prince slash princess is, is born, um, but due to, like, a mix-up up in heaven with all the little cherubs, uh, they got a boy heart and a girl heart. Um, and so they uh, have to try to balance that, and, the, you know, the the royalty pretends that, you know, she's a prince uh so that she can you know rule and inherit the kingdom so like mm-hmm. the dastardly bad guy doesn't get to inherit the kingdom um but like they acknowledge that, that that's a, a shitty law and like it's it was it was interesting and fun and just kind of absurd and like looney tunes ask at times but also like kind of serious uh there's uh there's a witch who has a cool daughter named hecate who turns into a cat um mm. And the witch is trying to get her to steal the prince's uh, girl heart so she can be more womanly and get married and get a good dowry for the for the <laughs> witch. But Hecate doesn't really give a shit about that and just wants to do whatever and shoot fireballs and stuff. Nice. So yeah, it was it was really fun and silly and and definitely uh, progressive for the time. Um, only only a little bit of racism, but <laughs> you know. The 60s. You can only you can only get so far, I guess. But, yeah. But on the but on the whole, it was it was a fun and despite how big the book looked, it was it was a it was a nice quick read too, um, and yeah, it was just almost close to having some really cool, uh, actual good queer like gay rap. But mm. uh, it's like there's there's Not this there. there's this lady knight who's who's really into the prince, uh, but when she realizes that. He is a is a girl, even though he, he's they're both pretty much like it's like, like oh inter- I can't like get married to a girl basically. like we yeah yeah basically um but yeah so it, it, was, it was fun though good good read nice. um yeah uh last book I read recently which I just finished like yesterday actually uh was Monotone Blue uh by Nagabe mm-hmm. who. Some people might be familiar with. Uh, he wrote uh, "Girl from the Other Side" and some other oh, stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm talk about that one later. Yeah, I haven't read that one yet, but uh, it's been on my radar for ages, and now even more so after I read "Monotone Blue," which was really, really cute, sweet. Um, the the back of the book just says "Animal Boys in Love," and it's got uh, a cat <laughs> boy named Hachi and a lizard boy named Owie who uh, Owie. fall in love, and it's super sweet and cute and I, I liked it a lot it's just a one-shot manga it's apparently pretty different from his usual work and that it's just like a straight-up romance mm-hmm. um uh but yeah I, I really liked it i like the art a lot and i just love i like you know blizzard blizzard people like <laughs> it's just one of my favorite kind of like fantasy like types of people to be i think i think it would be cool to be a lizard um that would be cool yeah there's a bit of uh you have to be somewhere warmer though yeah, yeah, exactly. They they get into that in the in the mock. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, it's uh, it's good. Um, it doesn't hold up super well. Uh, when you kind of uh introduce the the racial lens kind of like allegory with with you know animals as people, which mm. you know it's pretty hard to avoid that kind of reading when you're have a 
book books like this with with like animal people and mm -hmm. having like you know racial differences between different species of animals and portraying them like differences like that have been portrayed between you know different races and it's like mm -hmm. yeah so a little a little dicey there um certainly not as bad as some other uh pieces like works that that introduce that and don't really examine it too thoroughly um mm -hmm. but but all in all it was it was really really sweet cute read um and yeah i uh i like uh i like them they're very very cute nice cat boy and, and lizard boy it's fun there's there's some like there's like the jock dog like bully like boys <laughs> in there who are like you know they're they're kind of set up as like you know obviously oh these these guys are going to be like the bullies and like pick on these 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 cute little queer kids and it's like they're actually not bullies at all like they're they're pretty cool throughout and mm -hmm. like they yeah they they were fun and it almost reminds me a little bit of Teen Dog Mhm. Mm which is your favorite comic. A little bit. Um a little bit of Catboy too with the yeah. literal Catboy obviously. Mm -hmm. But Yeah. Yeah. Um I don't read a ton of like, you know, books anthropomorphic stuff, but yeah, there's there's some really good ones out there. Um not that So I I don't say that to to kind of blanket <laughs> swath like furry and anthro wow, stuff as as not good. Dare but you. I just I just haven't read a, a ton. No, it's fine. Uh, yeah. But um I'm trying to remember another one that Katie Farina did. I think it was like called Songstress or mm -hmm. Katie Farina. What was it? Um, Kate Farina, Song of the Court. That was oh, a really, really cute yeah, one yeah, that I yeah. liked a okay. lot. Okay, yes, um, I do know that one. See, that's anyway. the thing is, I know I know books, but I don't always remember names. Yeah, but I guess I'm the opposite. <laughs> yeah, that's why we're the perfect team. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, those are my my big three main reads uh, recently that I, that I really enjoyed. Um, Other Ever Afters, Princess Night, and Monotone Blue. Yeah, nice. good stuff. Yeah, but getting into some more manga lately, which I've, I've been appreciating. Okay, I have been too. All right, like yeah. I am not usually a huge manga person. I think I might have talked about Mermaid Saga last time. Yes, yeah, I was into that, and then yeah, so we have like our additional issues, like kind of additional stuff that we're reading. And I put on there the girl from the other side, that which is the mm -hmm. manga of the same um, creator you were talking about right, with Mono right. Blue, because I was like, I just read it finally, and it's so good, and it's yeah. creepy, and it's amazing, and I'm Ugh. like, oh, definitely put that on your must read list. It's so good, so nice. it's cool. gorgeous, gorgeous art. Heck yeah. Okay. What yeah. what else you been reading though? Um, let's see, let's see. Let's go quickly here. I think my favorite recent book is uh, there's two issues out. It's called Specs, S B E C S, yeah. and that um is these two boys in the 80s. You know, I love my 80s stuff. Uh <laughs> and they order um or they actually don't even order it. It just shows up at their doorstep and it's one of those like um paper goggles you know with like the red film on the lenses yeah so and they so they like a comic book like coupon yes yes ad. and so they have that and uh they um start making wishes and the wishes start coming true yeah yeah which always turns out well as as we know and i'm so sorry i think actually there's only one issue out i think the second one is coming no, out I did it I come thought out? I, I thought I read number two. Did it come out? Okay, I was just maybe I have to read it still then because I'm like I've only read the first issue. Maybe it just okay. I think it actually just came out. I think, and I I think two came out like last week maybe. Okay, yeah. but okay, perfect. So yeah, and it's yeah. So wishes always a always a good sign when your wishes start coming true randomly. Mm -hmm. And right. at first it is good. Like they're do all these wishes and all these these cool things are happening, um, until something bad happens. <gasps> Yeah, oh, no. and it's not good. It's bad, and it's yeah. mysterious, and it's scary, yes. and it's the '80s, and the art is very cool. It's kind of like the, um, it's like the very flat kind of like coloring, like matte kind of coloring, which I really enjoy. Mm, yeah. Um, and also the one boy is one of the boys is gay, and he's in love with the other boy as a secret. So there's yeah. also the the dramatic tension of that as well. Uh, and the covers are just very cool. Like, yeah. I love the covers. I'm very excited for cover three, I think it is, which is, is it, like, the yeah. milk carton one. Oh, Ooh. 
cool. Yeah, it's got a very cool logo too. It's almost like, yeah. like the 3D color effects on yeah. it. Uh, um, so that's probably my favorite current ongoing series is Specs. A um, couple other ones. There's Two Graves, uh, which there's two issues of that as well, which is kind of like this weird, mysterious, like death, like type comic. Mm. Um, did you read that one? Not yet. It's oh, on my radar, that though. one's good. Um, Behold Behemoth, which has two issues also. And that is another kind of like, uh, kind of like a post-apocalyptic, like sci-fi type yeah. vibe, like horror vibe, you know. I, so, I read the first issue of that and it was super, super cool and weird. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then Deadpool, there's a new Deadpool. I think there's two or three issues out of Deadpool. Yeah. And that is a new writer and they are non-binary. I can't remember their name off the top of my head, but it uh, was Alyssa good. Wong. Thank you. Yeah. And one of my faves actually. Yeah. They're such a good writer and they yeah. are just doing Deadpool so good and it's so funny. Yeah. So definitely check that out. And then um, lastly, there was one in the, the trade paperback of it just came out, but it's called, I hate this place. Um, another very queer quirky like it's like a interesting sci-fi horror blend Mm. um but also kind of funny so it's called i hate this place and there's ghosts and aliens and a serial killer and it's just like like, (laughs) it's just like they plopped a bunch of stuff in a pot and mixed it around and it's it somehow works and then the fun thing with that one is the the B covers are explicit and they're called fuck this place. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so um, those are probably my top recent issues. Do you have any that you want to throw out there? Um recently, uh what was I going to mention? Yeah, uh, All Against All um was a was a sci-fi book that came out recently by it's written by Alex Packnadel who who I'm familiar with. Um mm-hmm and enjoyed but yeah it was a super super weird uh sci-fi like long long post-apocalyptic earth where like aliens are kind of like poking around on the planet and seeing what's up when it's like humanity is like pretty much extinct except for like this one like boy Mm -hmm. who ends up being a problem and yeah it's just really really weird um super cool art and just like these aliens are are very weird but also still kind of like in this imperial mode brushing up against scientists who just wants to kind of study and, and chill on earth and mm-hmm. yeah it's it's messy and weird now i liked it a lot nice um, i love messy and weird yeah um i think that's the, that would be the title of this episode messy and yeah, weird, messy is the and weird. This episode. <laughs> it's our messiest episode yeah <laughs> um but yeah, like like you said, Specs has been has been really good. Um, Deadpool, I've been enjoying as well. Um, and yeah, that's uh, that's mostly what I've been been enjoying. Um, nice. You know, there's there's a big Spider-Man event going on with the, the whole dark web thing. Oh, the dark and web stuff. stuff. And yeah, I am enjoying that despite how much people are put off by events. Um, it's a little easier for me when I can just read read it all and not have to worry about buying it all. But, also, uh, I don't know. I think like with Spider Man, it's like there's something like I'd love X Men too, but it's mm-hmm. like Spider Man seems feels more condensed to me for some reason. I yeah. don't know. Maybe that's just me, but I feel like it's easier to follow sometimes. Yeah, it's easier to yeah, especially compared to something like the Avengers where you're like dealing with the whole Marvel right. universe or like you know some of the space books with all, all of the intergalactic stuff but mm-hmm. like spider-man's orbit is always just it's mostly always just spider-man yeah. You know? yeah yeah so and maybe like some daredevil yeah you know yeah. but um, yeah anyway yeah that's, that's been that's what's been on my radar for the most part um nice. like i said I, I kind of dove in a little more to the other stuff i've been reading recently um mm-hmm. but but yeah um should we, should we wrap things up here with kind of our, our 2022 highlights? Yeah, I think we'll do a quick little rapid fire, our end of the year picks. Um, I know we actually covered a couple that came out this year. Um, we covered some this year. So like Coming yeah. Back was one that we covered that last February, I think, February, March. Uh, that came out this year by Jesse Zabarski. We love that. Blackwater came out this year. Oh, yeah. That was really um, good. 
gosh, what else? There was a there was a couple that we covered that came out this year, um, yeah. but those for ones that we did not cover, um, Mamo was a big hit. Uh, I still need we to finish that. Freaking love Mamo here. Yeah. Um, big fans. Uh, that was like it was like a what a five issue series that got made into one book. So cute. Yeah. Uh, the trade paperback came out this year. Hundred percent recommend. Um, Ma. I don't know if you read Ma, but I really liked that one. That came out this year. That was another kind of horror comic. Kind of had midsummer vibes. Very aggressively feminist and like mm. anti um, rape culture type stuff. It's just very powerful emotional book that was very well done um the many deaths of layla star which is dang that was this year well the the single issues came out in 2021 but the the trade paperback came out this year okay okay yeah and um you know that was a fantastic one uh and that one um is about like life and death uh, beautiful artwork and then night eaters also just came out a couple months ago and that is the same creative team as monstrous yeah which so. we talked about a long time ago yeah mm-hmm. yeah that was like one of the one of the earliest episodes we did was monstrous yeah so yeah so uh, that's what i would say um ma mamo lila star and night eaters are my top four end of the year picks nice yeah, yeah. um like you said, they, these the books we already talked about, but um, Thieves um, mm-hmm. by by Lucy Bryan, mm-hmm. um, I believe, was probably my my 2022 pick. I think that that was like my favorite comic I read this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I also really liked that uh, Past the Last Mountain that that Paul oh, Aller wrote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, my, my faves. Did you? Did you I did read it. I did get a chance to read it, and then I made a bundle of it for work because I was like, other people need to read this. Yeah. It was so good. It was so cool and so sweet. Um, I liked it a lot. And yeah, it came out pretty, really early in this year, so I wanted to make sure I didn't didn't forget about it. Um, Yeah. And then, yeah, uh, Squire, which which we talked about Mm -hmm, um, as mm -hmm. well. Um, You know, not a. not a not a comic uh, specifically, but uh, one of my other 2022 highlights was uh, Surge the Tenrec, <laughs> who is a character that's introduced in Sonic the Hedgehog comics mm-hmm. closer to the end of 2021, but her, her big arc played out um, this year, and that was a really fun ride for me, nice. who loves Sonic yeah. and Sonic comics. Sonic's number one fan, I would say. Yeah, um, it's true. You heard it here. Um, Sage and Sonic's number one fan uh love comics is the name of our podcast now. yeah we're changing it <laughs> we're changing to sonic's number one fan and your problematic fave yeah so, sorry. <laughs> sorry i'm the uh, worst <laughs> um but yeah i think uh i think those are my main highlights uh you know uh andor is not a comic but it was probably one of my favorite things of the year yeah yeah you loved andor you watched it twice in a row yeah um gearing up for a third watch maybe i don't know i want to see more um nice but yeah do you have Um, any new year's resolutions besides uh, watching andor a third time (laughs) probably i don't know probably just like little small personal things if i if i do make any I, i was thinking about it but you know I've never been super great with to-do lists, yeah, um, resolutions either. or otherwise. How about, how about you? No. I mean, yeah. my main thing is I, I want to read more, but I feel like I sure. say that every year, yeah. you know? Yeah. So I'm like, oh, I need to read more. Yeah. But um, that's about it. You know, there's, yeah, there's definitely things I want to do more. Like, I, I do want to do more, like, YouTube stuff as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, podcasting, yeah. of course. But Yeah, I'd like to get – I kind of fell off of our social media posting, so maybe getting – a back into that but yeah well social media is kind of imploding these days anyway that's so true yeah Yeah, twitter oh my gosh we don't even have time we don't have time we We don't don't have time time. okay all right what are we going to be covering next time we don't Uh, know i have i have no idea i i'm not sure what's coming out let me do a quick quick peek though i want to see i don't know i don't even trust myself anymore yeah I'm trying to think, like, what if I've been, like, I do want to read girl from the other side maybe we talk about that oh yeah maybe we'll talk about the girl Um, from the other side what else is coming out this week anything uh there's another issue that i don't know it's a um, mystery 
We'll, we'll talk about comics next time. How about yeah. that? I've still been wanting to talk about Laura Olympus, and I still haven't. Oh, I still... Yeah, that's another one I, I do want to read, especially yeah. since it's been... So maybe the girl from the other side and Laura Olympus. Yeah, those are those are on our radars on for our sure. On our radars for sure. So, yeah. yeah. Um, but in the meantime, uh, if you want to listen to us more uh, or see more about what we're posting, you can find us on social media. Um we are at Sage and Braden Love Comics on Instagram and then just Sage and Braden on Twitter. And then if you want to email us, it's Sage and Braden Love Comics at gmail.com and you can ask us questions or if you want to uh, recommend something or want our opinion on something um, or want to argue that you are in fact sonic's number one fan then you can email us there you can also find us on our our personal social media i'm pretty easy it's just sage reads comics and that's on instagram twitter and tiktok and where can people find you brayden uh mostly on uh twitter at nettletron but mm -hmm. uh also I, I did make a co-host page recently which i kind of like that site uh Ooh. that's that's cohost.org slash cvraden C-V-R-A-D-E-N, um, which is also where you can find me now on, on YouTube, which has implemented a very Ooh. handy at feature for, for users. So, yeah, YouTube.com slash at CV Raiden is the easy way to get to my YouTube channel now. Nice. But yeah, that's, uh, that's it for us. Uh, the lovely music that we use for the show is At Last, A Piano by Louis Zong off the album Sites, which you can find at louisong.bandcamp.com. Um, yeah. He's also on, on Co-Horse and on, very, very good. Oh, nice. Uh, well, thanks, Louie. And yeah. thanks to all of you for listening. And remember. Comics are for everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.